0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Lacey Unleashed podcast. My name is Lacey Shea Healy, and it has been quite a day today. My daughter is currently in surgery. Um, My mom texted me this morning that my sister-in-law's family had a home burned down last night. They've lost everything. Everyone is okay, but her mom and her brothers no longer have a home. We have we're under a hard freeze we have no water it's day one of my period and may lee is home from school for the fifth day in a row and so i just wrote an email about this but i wanted to come on here and talk about this and i was going to talk about something else i actually i recorded this podcast last night and i'm gonna be honest with you guys i was a little high Yesterday, tensions just felt a little, they felt a little high. And uh, I have not used the like Delta 8 CBD THC in a while. I just kind of got out of the habit. Like I I go through phases, like back in the day, I used to have a glass of wine and I broke myself of that habit. And then, you know, for a couple of years, like I used Delta 8 and CBD quite a bit. For a while I was microdosing, um, you know, I would, I would microdose once or twice every couple of weeks and now I have become a tea drinker. I drink tea, like regular tea, like I drink this like turmeric ginger tea, I drink this stinging nettle tea, um, I just it's random things. Like I don't find that I need like a mind altering substance to calm down. But last night was one of those nights where I was like, I just feel a bit of anxiety. I want to calm down. And so, um, it had been a while and I was high. It was one of those, like, I wasn't expecting that. And I recorded a podcast and I went back and listened to it this morning and I could have posted it. And it probably would have been funny. I don't think y'all would have noticed. But I decided instead that I wanted to summarize what I was talking about. Because it's it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. I have a very love-hate relationship with client results posts. I don't have as much hate for it on the nutrition side as I do on the business side. And what I'm realizing is that my distaste for client result posts is one, it's a projection. And two, it is like a layer of like subliminal people pleasing I haven't taken off just yet. And so I wanted to provide my perspective to you guys Because I truly think that me not doing more of this costs me hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, especially on the business side, Um, because the marketing is so heavy with client results, especially in the health and fitness business coaching space, and really in any of the business coaching space. Like It's like, my client did blank, did a blank, did a blank, and like... There's all of those posts. They talk about their client results constantly. And I have just never really done that. And so I want to share with you why I've never really done it. I want to share with you context. um, But I also want to share why... I'm not saying that I'm going to change that, but why I'm like reconsidering and reframing how I view it. I think this is an important part of business. We can hold ourselves to a standard. We can hold beliefs, but we can also examine those standards and examine those beliefs. And that's called growth. Okay, that's called growth. So what I typically don't like, especially in the business space, is that a lot of results are shared without any context. It doesn't matter to you the results that somebody else got. And the results that somebody else got with that mentor doesn't mean that you're going to get that exact result from that mentor too. And so I've always stood in the opinion on both sides of my business, I don't do a lot of client results on my coach Lacey either, is that marketing too heavy with client results sets up disappointment on behalf of both the coach and the client. And here's why. If a client hires you or hires, if a client hires me because they see a result that somebody else got there is an expectation, even if it's not overt, there is an expectation that they're also going to get that result or that that result is possible for them. So they set that expectation at the front of that relationship, okay? inevitably, we know that no two people are alike. No two people's bodies are alike. No two people's businesses should be built alike. No two people's like the way they, they run things are alike. Inevitably, the result is not going to be that same way. And so the client can get resentful if they don't see themselves meeting that result standard that they set And then the coach ends up frustrated because they can't get that client that result. And there's resentment brewing on both sides. And it creates a really unclean coaching relationship. This is always where I've stood with that. I think it creates messiness and muddiness in the coaching relationship. And I'm somebody that really values the relationships that I build. And so I've pulled away from doing that type of marketing, okay? The second reason why is purely because of context and because of we, we live and participate in an online society where everything is overinflated and conflagrated if that's even a word um and a lot of it is not even true so i could make a post tomorrow and say here's how my client went from having 25k months to 25k weeks and do an entire slide deck about that thing i don't have a client that went from 25k months to 25k weeks but I could create an entire deck like that. And people do that. So a lot of the results aren't even real or it's nuanced. It's, they went from 25K months to 25K sales. Well, 25K sales could mean you pocketed $3,000, which is amazing. But... It's $25,000 worth of sales over the next year. $25,000 in sales in contracts that are going to be executed over a year is a lot different than having $25,000 new cash in your business. And so there's this like trick of words that a lot of people use that I just don't vibe with. And the context is off because you don't know Like that client, they could, maybe they've had 25K weeks before and this was just happened to have one. Like, you don't know, like, okay, that person started working with this mentor last month and had like a really solid foundation. It wasn't anything that the quote unquote mentor did. It was like the perfect storm of like that client getting some support, hearing something and transitioning. It, I think it overemphasizes the role of the mentor, Like, no doubt, you guys, I'm very good at my job. I am very good at my job. I give people a lot of value. I help people work through immensely difficult things in their business. I help reframe things for my clients regularly. But I'm under no opinion that my clients' results are only because of me. And so I find a lot of that, marketing makes it all about the mentor and less about the client because it's all designed for you to hire that mentor or hire that coach and so I find it really egotistical and a lot of it's out of context and it doesn't matter for you um and so that those are my feelings that I have projected on that kind of content But also, I had to ask myself this. If I didn't know about what anybody else was doing with marketing, if I did not know, if I had complete and total blinders on when it comes to other people's marketing and I only was in my own lane working with my own clients and sharing from my own like vat of like, this is what I have to share with the world without the awareness of what anybody else is doing. Would I feel the same way? Or am I not sharing my client results with the world because I want to be seen as one of the good ones that doesn't do that versus painting all of the people that do that as quote unquote bad or out of context or that's the kind of marketing that they use eye roll am i painting myself as like i want to paint myself as the Google? like oh i don't market that way i market with integrity well like what even is integrity based marketing because people could look at me on my high horse all the time being like, I market with integrity and be like, I don't think Lacey has integrity at all. Because who is, the idea of like she has integrity is all a projection. And so I was rattling this around in my brain, like, why am I actually so opposed to this? Am I opposed to this because of me or am I opposed to this because of how I've been flavored by everything else? And if I wasn't flavored by anything else and I actually just said what I want to say, would I say it? And am I only not saying it because I want to be seen as different and position myself against or as the opposite of that? And is that even really helpful? You guys, these are the kinds of conversations that I have in my own brain. And here's what I know. I have taken a client from having a $7,000 month in December to having a $60,000 month in February. I can tell you exactly how we did it. I can tell you how someone went from not even making $100,000 a year to making half a million dollars a year inside of one year. I can tell you exactly how that happened. I can tell you how I shepherded somebody that had three hundred dollars of recurring revenue to have seventeen thousand dollars worth of recurring revenue two months later by restructuring the way she positioned her offers. I've got numerous clients that have gone from having one two thousand in recurring revenue to having nine ten eleven thousand in recurring revenue. All of those things, I, I, I have a client that has had like consistent like twenty to $30,000 months over years. I can tell you all about that. I don't tell people about those things because part of me is like, I would much rather want people to say, and this is again, this is people pleasing. Do You see, I'm always talking to you guys about the people pleasing onion because- I believe at our core, all humans want to be liked. We are tribal creatures. We want to be liked. We want to be a part of everything. That's human nature, right? But there's layers of taking off that like need to be accepted in all areas. And that's what I call the people-pleasing onion. So for me, I'm, I always say I'm always to an extent going to be a people pleaser, but I just shed layers of my people pleasing that allows me to just be more in my own authenticity. It doesn't mean that I'm ever fully not going to be somebody. I don't think anybody is ever like, oh, I just give zero fucks. They can say that, but I guarantee you there's some part of their life where they do give some fucks. They do. I don't think somebody is ever just like that, not in their ego. I don't think that happens. I think there's layers, there's levels. So this is another level of me recognizing a quote unquote shadow. Like where am I wanting people to see me and where am I making myself something based on how I want other people to see me and am I willing to continue to behave that way? Does that make sense? So I'm looking at a lot of my marketing. I'm looking at a lot of the things I'm not willing to own. And I'm looking at my motivations. Like I have wanted for people to believe that I am one of the quote unquote good ones. That I'm a business coach that cares about people. That I'm somebody that won't treat you like a number that I'm somebody that will remember your name and get to know your business, that I'm somebody that allows you to have your own self-expression and doesn't tell you that you have to do it this way. That's what I have desired to be known as. and I want to be known as that because that makes me feel like I am good versus them that are bad. And I'm actually coming to realize that I think that's very black and white thinking that I don't want to subscribe to anymore. It's not that I don't still want to be all of those things, but I want to be all of those things and also be able to market and share the results that my clients have from a place that feels good for me, even if it may turn off some of my people. It's just another way of like, this, this conversation that I've had in my head is just another way of me recognizing where I'm dimming my own light. I always want to stay like open to places where I need to root out these little glitches because when I can look at it for what it is, when I can be honest with myself about the motivations, when I can be honest with myself about the projections or where my ego is playing a huge role, that's when I get to choose do I want to clean this up or do I want to alchemize this and actually make this, you know, part of something that I embody. It's one of the things I love so much about being a mentor is that in working with others, I always get to know myself better. I'm going to say that again. In working with others, I always get to know myself better. Because I don't think that we grow if we constantly stay in our own head. We grow by putting ourselves in places where we're surrounded by others and we get that opportunity to recognize who we are on a deeper level. Coaching the way I coach, working with others gives me a deeper appreciation for who I am. It helps me know who I am. It was back in 2016 when I first had this. I think I've said this on a podcast before. I had the first realization of this. This is probably where I think personal development work for me truly started. It was 2016, and we, my husband and I owned a piece of land outside of San Antonio, Texas, and we intended to build our dream house on that land. We moved a little faster than we thought, so we ended up buying another house first But the piece of land was in this master-planned neighborhood, kind of similar to the neighborhood I live in now. And um, everybody that lived there was crazy. Like, literally, everybody was crazy. There was once, like, a hostage situation in this neighborhood. It was very bizarre. It was a very bizarre neighborhood. And there was a president of the HOA, and she was a very interesting character. And I met her and I had just opened my personal training studio, and she immediately wanted to become a client. And she started working out with me at like eight o'clock in the morning, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And in working with her in my personal training studio, I remember there was a day I came home and I told my husband, I said, working with blank, is the first time I feel like I've come face to face with my worst qualities and it's made me hyper aware of what, how those qualities need to adjust. It's like looking at her was like looking at a mirror at all of the parts of myself that I didn't like or were toxic or were holding me back. And I'd never met somebody where I had that type of self-reflection. And as much as she was a huge pain in the ass, I'm always like huge. You guys, I could do an entire podcast on stories of things that this woman did. It's wild. She was a wild, wild person to know. I'm so grateful to have met her for the lessons that I learned about myself And since then, I have been in so many relationships with clients where I have known so clearly how they are mini instructors for the own lessons and cleaning up I need to do in my own world. They're teachers, they're instructors. And I look at people that way. What am I learning about myself through the lens of this human's experience? I think that's why I love coaching and mentoring so much because I just, I get to know myself so much better by getting to know other people. And this conversation I've been having in my brain about that type of marketing has allowed me to examine where my biases are coming from and what I need to adjust and why I would adjust it. Having a conversation like that has helped me know myself better. My hope for you, that you learn to have conversations with yourself that help you know yourself better. That you start to look at people as Instructors for your own self awareness. The mentorship and coaching game changes when you learn to do this. I would love to hear from you guys if this has been valuable. I'm so glad I re-recorded this conversation. Last night's would not have hit. It was just not. I feel like I was talking really slowly. It was not good. Um, elevated coaches open. I'm telling you guys, I'm not going to shut up. I am not going to shut up about it. I love this program. We're about to wrap up the first one. You know what's so freaking cool? I can love this program and also know that it's going to be so much better the second round at the same time. I hope that you look at your offers and go, God, I love this offer. I love the way I've set this up. I am so ready to make this so much better. It can be both. It can be both. I love what I've taught an Elevated Coach. But there's a lot that I'm looking forward to changing and upgrading. And that's the beauty of having a signature offer. Is that you get to grow with it. It's why I made the first round forever. The people that are in first round, they get to join They don't have to think anything about it. This next round, you're going to get access for all of 2024. I am not doing this again. I repeat, when it launches for the third round, you're going to be paying for just the third round. This is the last round that I am launching where you get access to multiple rounds. If you were to pay for each of the rounds that you get access to, you would be paying over $12,000. You join for 3500 paid in full or 10 payments of 375. And you're getting access. That's $12,000 in value for as little as $3500. I'm never doing this this way again. This is it. So if you're on the fence, you want clients that move forward and are like, hell yes, I'm ready to go. I'm telling you that I want clients that are hell yes and ready to go. So please say hell yes that you're ready to go. I'm ready to serve you. We start February 13th. Thank you guys for joining. I will talk to you soon. Bye.